My name is Margaret, and you have ventured your way into the beautiful Collision Podcast. I believe when the good and amazing, great parts of your life collide with the bad, messy, and hard parts of your life, they make you into the beautiful and amazing person that you are. On this podcast, you're going to hear stories of people from all walks of life, faiths, cultures, and backgrounds, and my hope is that you resonate with some and embrace your own story. You're back, listeners. Okay, today is a great one because you're going to get some great advice, especially those of us who have been in debt or need to learn to make a budget, all that kind of stuff. So today's guest is Christina Sempasa. She started a nonprofit called Loan Free Student, and she talks about just why she started it, um, how it helps people get out of student debt um, and just any loan debt. And how she walks alongside of them to do that. Um, so seriously, you are going to love this. Get out a pen and paper, probably take some notes, or go to her website and shoot her an email. So maybe you can be one of her clients if you need serious help. Um, because I know, gosh, we all got loans out here. Anyways, uh, I hope you enjoy this conversation. Hey everybody, I am so glad that you are here again with us today um, at the Beautiful Collision Podcast. And today I'm super excited about our guest. Um, I follow her on Instagram and she has just a lot, I feel like she has a lot of awesome things and a lot of wisdom. Um, So today's guest is Christina. And Christina, I want you to um, just introduce yourself, maybe just give us like a fun fact and kind of tell people who you are and where you live and what you do, that type of thing. Hey, no problem. First of all, thank you for asking me to be on your podcast. I think it's amazing and it's exciting to see people walking in their purpose. So I am actually the founder of Loan Free Student. It's a nonprofit okay. on the mission to help people eliminate their student loan debt. So we walk you through your budget. We make sure that you're making the right payments um, and just the ultimate goal to get you out of student loan debt. So um, fun fact about me is I, I actually I enjoy singing. Really? So I was in college, I, in, I got, convinced my cousin to go with me to St. Louis and try out for American Idol. What? And it was the best experience ever. And so I have that as a memory on my check the box list. Wait, okay. So that's awesome. I'm going to talk about it for just a second. So what judges, what judges were you in front of? Did you get in front of the so, judges? Okay, people get this whole system. I had it completely wrong. Okay, right? yeah, we so need to know. A couple of different stages that you go through before you actually progress in the in the stages. Okay. So the first night you get there, you register. We basically stayed overnight because I was in Wisconsin at that time. We went to St. Louis. So you're in the, the St. Louis football stadium and everyone is singing and doing karaoke. And it was just like that experience alone was priceless. Right. And then the next day you go into the, well, my experience was I went into a room uh, where there were 10 different stations mm-hmm. and three of you would go to a station with one judge and you would sing and they would point to you, you sing your song and then they would say yay or nay. Okay. And so. 
Fortunately, I only made it to the first stage. Uh, but it was an experience, the best experience of my life. So That is such Okay, that's good to know because I'm sure people think like what on TV, like you go in, you sit in front of like Simon Cowell or those people and sing your song. <laughs> and and it's, two screenings before you actually get to the judge. Oh, okay. Okay, well, that's really cool. That is an awesome fun fact. Okay, so um, so you talked to, we're going to talk a lot about Loan Free Student. That's what it's called, right? Loan Free Student? Yeah, got it. Okay. Um, and... So, yeah, you help people kind of, you said, help people like get out of debt or like walk alongside of people with that. So, yeah. take us back to how, like, where did this idea come from? How you got yeah. started? Why you got started, basically? <laughs> yeah. So, I got started, well, to go way, way back in college, I always wanted to run a nonprofit. Like, okay. if you look, when I look at my notes, I did an independent major in education. And I was looking at underachievement in the education system for minority students. So I knew I wanted to go to college, go to grad school, start a nonprofit. Okay. Well, life happened. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It happened. And I ended up working um, at a Fortune 500 company in sales. Okay. And so I also found myself in November of 2015 in over $90,000 in student loan debt. Wow. Including my, my master's. Um divorce, single mom, uh, going through just a lot of life transitions. And so I said, you know what? I will never forget the day I was sitting in my apartment uh, um, after downsizing and I was looking at the kids playing on the floor and I was like, you know what? I don't know how I got here, but I know I never want to be here ever again. Right. And so I decided to just throw myself into education on finances. Okay. And so November of 2015 until October of 2016, I eliminated all of my consumer debt. Wow. And so after that, was, it was time to find, I was able to move back into my home. I had rented it out for three years. Okay. Um, moved back home. And then that's when I started tackling the debt, the student loan debt. And so um, I actually started an Instagram page called Loan Free Student. Yep. And people just started, like, asking questions and were like, how are you doing it? I would just share different decisions uh, that I – because at the end of the day, as you're getting out of debt, Mm -hmm. it's really just making different decisions, right? right? The money most likely is not going to dramatically change unless you get a side hustle or you change jobs. So my decision-making had to be different in order for me to to start being successful at paying back my student loans. So after I started doing that journey of sharing my story on Instagram, and the, the same uh, questions kept coming up. Yeah. Um, so I said, I was going to help me. How would I help me? Yeah. And so the birth of loan free student. Wow. I submitted a application to Good City Chicago uh, with the idea. Yeah. Bought into in May of 2017. There was a birth of loan free student. Wow. So that's awesome and yes she lives in chicago guys like the coldest city ever i feel like. <laughs> but you're you're working it there so that's awesome that's really awesome so what are some so you were talking about like making it really comes down to making a lot of decisions like decision making when it comes to and you first said you eliminated your consumer consumer free yeah. debt first so yeah. When you, you when that was happening, was it like a mentor that came alongside of you, or did you just kind of plunge and do it on your own? Because I think sometimes people that are living in debt or have, which is so many people in our world, obviously, they don't yeah. even know like what decision, like where to go, like what decision, where to start. You know what I mean? I know I don't, and I have 
loans. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> so, okay, so this is where we are. So, I actually, my aunt was the one who, uh, uh oh, did I lose you? Uh. Okay, so my aunt was the one who actually uh, set me up with uh, Dave Ramsey. Okay. So, she, like, threw me into Dave Ramsey, and I just soaked him up. I listened to his podcast. I read his books. I went to his uh, classes. Okay. And um, that's kind of what gave me the base of shifting my mindset. Right. And it also allowed me the opportunity to just be okay with, like, not being alone in terms of the debt. Like, okay. it was a community of people who were on the same right. journey. And so that's kind of where I learned. And so most of my principles that I execute in my finances are based off of his principles. Right. But I adjusted, so it worked for me. Right. That's awesome. So what are, okay, so what are, like, can you maybe give an example of a specific change you had to make? A specific change you had to make. So first things first, the budget. The budget was honestly, I loosely did a budget. Yeah. Uh, for that, yeah. I don't think I really had a clear understanding of what a budget was. Yeah. And so once I was able to get that down pack and like not be ashamed of the negative, right? right? Like when you first write it down, honestly, it was way negative. I had a negative net worth. It was just sad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so until I was able to face it and say the numbers are the numbers, right? right? And unless I do something differently, the numbers will remain the numbers. And so um, once I was okay with that and I started working the plan, that's when the money just started coming in. And I promise you that budget you do, when he says that you feel like you got to raise, you genuinely feel like you got to really? raise because you're being intentional with your money. Yeah. And it's like down to the penny. Yeah. So, yeah, wow. The yeah. Budget first my first hurdle first hurdle. okay yeah so I'm gonna talk a little bit about I'm gonna ask you a little bit about the budget because I'm sure other people have questions about this and I have questions about this so I'm 26 years old <laughs> yeah. you know a uh, single girl um and for some people budgeting is in their like forte of things that they like to do and so yeah. I don't know if that's in your forte of things that you like to do but for, but for solve it right now, that's a no. <laughs> okay, that's a no. But for me, it's not. So, um, I mean, what, like, just okay. What, what do you think? Well, how, what mindset do you need to be in to sit? Because for me, it's like it seems daunting, like to sit down and really make a real budget of things. Yeah. Like, what advice or encouragement would you give to someone like me of either the, the importance of it one? but how it really is a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So for those who are struggling to start a budget, right? Yeah. So if I was sitting and I was counseling you, I would say, I don't be worried about like writing each line item. Okay. What I want you to do is go print out your bank statement. Okay. And I just put all of the things that you spent into categories. Okay. Okay. And that will give you your structure of your first budget. Then I would say, I like to automate things. I don't, I used to write everything down. That's too tedious. For me, I like to uh, use different apps to organize myself. Right. So for example, there's the Mint app. That's the, there's the Every Dollar app. There's the um, YNAB uh, app. Right? Yeah. You need a app. You can get your accounts linked to that. Okay. And it allows you to, it forces those expenses to be categorized. Okay. So now you have a set system. Mm-hmm. So 
once you are able to get a basis of where you are, yeah. then you make adjustments. Yeah. So I would say just let the numbers be the numbers. Right. Either update it or write it down and put it in categories. And that's your first step. Awesome. Okay, that's that's really good because I'm like taking notes, like I'm doing this podcast <laughs> but also taking notes. I'm like, yes, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to do. Yeah. So that's and all. And allow yourself some grace. That's yeah. the only other thing I tell my clients all the time. Allow yourself some grace. We know what's in the red. You know what's in the red. Right. If you when you are budgeting and you've ever got a late charge mm-hmm. or you get nervous when you see that pending status, like, mm, what was automated for that month? Right. You know, you're about to go over, right? Give yourself some grace. It's like you haven't done this before, and it's really, I would call it like a budget muscle. Mm-hmm. In order to build the muscle, you need to work it. So allow yourself the grace as you're building the muscle to become successful. That, that's good. I like the, the build the muscle because I think, too, like we can start those things and then we get frustrated when we mess up or, you know, something like that or we go over and we're like, dang, I'm never going to get out of this. Yeah, I mean, that's with yeah. anything, but especially with, you know, with this. And so I like that. Yeah. Give, give yourself grace in yeah. that. Like when you accidentally spend and buy that thing, you probably shouldn't have bought, but it looked really cute. <laughs> yeah. But see, the good thing is like, this will allow you to become more disciplined. Right. Right. Having the budget is about discipline. Like you can set the numbers up, but if you don't follow it, this makes no difference if you've done a budget. Right. So it allows you to take back your control and not allow the money to tell you what to do, but you're telling the money what to do. Oh, that's good too. Cause so I don't know if you've experienced this with clients or people, cause a lot of people are like, do feel controlled by their finances, you know, uh-huh. controlled by, like, that is all they think about. I mean, and rightfully so. It, it is the means to which you do a lot of different things. Um, sure. And so it is, it does seem so daunting and so scary. Um, my question kind of, too, is for people that either struggle with budgeting or that are in a lot of debt, like, how would you, how would you say, because I think some people also want to do this and want it to happen now and be out now. So what would you say to, like, realistically what time looks like for this. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the average person has a little bit over $30,000 in student loan debt. Mm -hmm. That's not including car. That's not including home. That's not including any credit cards. Mm -hmm. Right. So being realistic with the repayment has been a struggle for me. Cause I was like, you telling me it's going to take me three, four, five years to pay back. Right. Are you kidding me? But the reality is the time is going to pass. That's, mm-hmm. that's the first thing my aunt told me. She said, whether you pay it back or not, the time is going to pass. Right. So you can decide to do something about it or you can decide to wallow in it. Mm-hmm. So I would say really um, just making sure to focus on it being realistic. Mm-hmm. And by having a grasp of your budget, you're able to say, you know what? Okay, I can make adjustments here. I can add extra funds here and not beat yourself up the, in the fact that it's not able to be paid off like right now. Right. Yeah. So it allows you to have a realistic goal. Realistic. Does that answer your question? Yeah, Yo, that, that, per- that, that answers my question too because I think that's what sometimes, especially people of the younger generation, everything is like so instant. And so you think, okay, yeah. Now that I'm doing this, now that I'm doing this, I want this to be over with. And it's like, no, like these things take time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's a lot of debt, and keep in mind, like, we have high living costs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you're paying $1,200 just in rent, 
Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yeah. Right? Your groceries, after time, I get depressed when I go to the grocery right. store. I don't know everybody else. I'm like, okay, how did that come up in Walmart? I don't look like I got $100 worth of stuff in my cart. Right. I got $100 stuff in my cart. <laughs> so, you know, we just live in a high cost of living. Yeah. And so, you just, it, the money is what it is. Right. The numbers are the. So, that- just tackle it yeah (laughs) that's awesome okay and my question too so how have you seen like even this bring like more freedom in your life personally as you've walked in this new like as you really have made steps to like really intentionally like pay off debt um pay off pay it off kind of in a faster way budget all that kind of stuff like your life before that and your life now like tell us about that freedom and that kind of transition (laughs) That's a really great question. I would say the number one difference I saw was everything wasn't an emergency. Right. Ooh. When I first started budgeting, I could not save $1,000 because right. everything was an emergency. Yeah. I need the money for this. I need the money for that. No. It helped me to reprioritize in my mind what is a true emergency. Ooh, that's good. Like, that shoe pair of shoes because I want to go out, that's not an emergency. Right. The brakes go out on the car, and when I'm not able to get to the job where I need to pay them bills, <laughs> that's an emergency. Right. So for me, the freedom of like not panicking when life happens, because at the end of the day, whether you pay the money back or not, as you keep living, life is going to happen. Right. So the freedom of knowing that whatever emergency comes up, I can handle it. Right. That is the biggest freedom that doing the budget provided for me. Yeah, that's really sweet. Was it, I know for some people like me, was it hard to, you know, when you have this budget, that means you're going to have to start saying no to some things and, Um. and not just notice some things like between, you know, you and and that thing, but like, you know, to friends or or trips or what was that ever, was that ever hard, you know, being like maybe having friends that weren't (laughs) trying to do the same thing you're doing, you know what I mean? Was that, was that something that was hard? It is still a challenge. Okay. It is still a challenge, but I promise you, no is a complete sentence. Yeah. And when you're saying yes to something, you are saying no to something else. Yeah. So for me, I think to balance that, uh-huh. I would set a, a fun budget, Ooh, right? Okay. So I have like one event that I could attend with friends or something that I could do for with the kids for fun. Mm-hmm. And so at first I didn't do that. Like Dave Ramsey is like, don't do that. He's like, you need to be working. You don't need to be eating out. But I knew for me with three to four years of it taking so long to pay back my student loans, right. I couldn't stain it if I wasn't having fun. Right. So for me, adding that piece in really helped. But because I would, because I added that in, it was easier for me to say no. Because it wasn't like I was being deprived. Right. Like you get to that point where you get spoiled, you you turn into a kid, but you grown, right? <laughs> and you're like, but I really wanted to go to that concert. And you're like, I'm, I'm I'm missing out on something, and then you're like, no, you're not. You're <laughs> no, you're okay. not. You you will survive, and it's not the end of the world. And then you redefine what fun looks like, right? Right. I think in our society, we feel like in order to have fun, we got to spend money. But yeah. it allowed me to make it a game, right? I mean, summertime shy in, in a lot of places, there are a lot of free stuff that's fun. Right. So just thinking outside the box and just making it a fun game where how fun how much fun can you have for free? Um, was is is revolutionary, in my opinion. 
Oh, no, I, no, I, I love that too. Cause actually I was just doing my budget the other day. Um, coincidence. I was talking to you today, but, um, you know, and I was looking at it and I was just like, okay, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to make myself a lot more strict and, you know, save more. And all I could think about, cause I'm an extrovert by nature. All I could think about was like, I can't do anything anymore. <laughs> like I can't do it. So, it, I mean, it, it is really, um, encouraging to hear, okay, make a kind of fun budget, but then also thinking of creative ways. I'm sure that expanded your mind of like, what can I do today? Like what are some, th- some fun things I can think about? <laughs> So, for example, if you were a young professional, go to a networking event where yeah. maybe it's free to get in, but you only have to pay 5 or $10 for a drink. Yeah. Um, maybe go on meetup. Look for different walking clubs that are free or different exercise clubs that are free. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a variety of uh, museums that are free, music concerts that are free. It's open to you as long as you're willing to look for it. Yeah. And so Meetup is a good place. Eventbrite is a good place. Facebook is a great place. Just search and you'll find. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, so I'm gonna. I was gonna ask just kind of what your. I know people have different views on this, but what your views on credit cards are, um, and just like is is that a different like paying those back? Was well, that a different system than paying back loans? Because loans, it's kind of like. You graduate and they're all there. <laughs> and then they're all there and then you start paying them back. Where credit cards, you kind of can be doing it simultaneously as you have it. So do you have, I, you may or may not, but do you have maybe a different kind of different views on that or how you pay those back type thing? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So for me, I decided that... Um, I, in November of 2016, I paid, I decided to cut up my credit cards. Okay. Ooh. And I was in the Dave Ramsey class. Okay. And I promise you that was the hardest decision that I had to make. I believe that. <laughs> I, but you know what? And so it was so much emotion tied to it. What I did not realize, that was actually my first credit card that I got before I went to college. Oh. Oh. So I had that card for a minute. Uh Uh-huh. And I promise you, if you would have asked me what I had spent, I couldn't even probably tell you two things. (laughs) Like, I had literally been carrying that balance for so long. Right. So I, in my mind, thought that I could not survive without a credit card. Right. So I said, the worst comes to worst. If I hate ha- not having a credit card, I can go get another one. They yeah. can send it to me all the time. Yeah. Uh, so I literally, since November of 2016, have not had a credit card. Whoa. <laughs> I, know. I know. Everybody's like, what? I'm like, yeah. After I paid that sucker off, I have not gotten another one. Now. I would say um, I do agree with Dave Ramsey on it, but then part of me doesn't. I'm not completely sold, yeah. right? Because I think if you're someone who doesn't have any credit and you're trying to build credit, yeah. I get it, right? For me, when I graduated college, I did have a little bit of my mom in, mom's inheritance, so okay. I was able to get a home. Um, but a lot of people are not necessarily in that situation. Right. And then I, I had a, a decent income, so we were able to get the different car loans and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, But I get someone who's trying to build credit or maybe you're trying to use it for um, building points for whatever. Right. right? Um, I I personally don't do it. 
I'm not saying that I wouldn't in the future, right. but for me, I had to build up the discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I were to get one, I would say I would be paying it off every single month. Yeah. Like, I'm not anybody interest. Yeah. Um, so for me, I guess it depends on your mindset. Right. Like if you believe that you should only buy things that you have the money for and you're disciplined at having a credit card, then I say, do you? Yeah. But there were plenty of times for a long period of time in my life right. where I was not disciplined and I could not do that. Yeah. And I would buy things anticipating money and then something would come up. Another emergency will come up. Right. So again, I think it's like a, a shift in mindset. So in terms of paying back debt, um, it doesn't matter the type of debt, right? Yeah. Um, but it matters like interest rate. It, it For me, yeah. this is how I organize. I use the snowball method. It, it it matters the amount of debt. It matters the interest rate of debt. And so as you line those up from smallest to largest, mm-hmm. um, then I was able to get to the momentum yeah. on, on repaying everything. No, that's, that's, re- that's really good. Um, mm-hmm. It's like how you said, I like how you said how you're, your mind or how you view the money and and being honest with yourself like am I really am I really disciplined to use the, like only use a credit card when I know I already have the money yeah. to, to, to spend um because yeah. it's so easy once you have that thing to be like oh I'll I'll, I'll have the money like I'll have yeah. the money next week <laughs> so yeah. I'll go ahead and use it and then they, stuff they, it. like honestly the credit card companies are not new to this okay yeah they know that you spend 20 percent more when you have a card that you're swiping because you're disconnected from the card and the money, yeah, that they love it. They're like, yeah, girl, you twenty five percent. You you don't have to have the money today. Go ahead and spend that money. That you need that. You, you need that today. And you're like, I don't need this fish boat. I'm not going to fish that no time of my life. Right. right? So uh, it's 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 a definitely a shift in mindset. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, so going back, so your nonprofit, the Loan Free Student. So can you um, explain a little bit of how that works, like functions at, as a nonprofit? So you have clients, like how how can someone become a client, and then kind of what y'all do once they've done yeah. that? Sure. So right now, if you're someone who has a student loans and you're like, all right, Christina, I just need help getting organized. Most of our clientele didn't necessarily know how much they had in student loan debt. They had an idea. Yeah. Um, but the types of loans or the interest rates or where everything is located. Yeah. So our first goal is to set up an estimate, which is your student loan elimination action plan. Okay. You bring all your student loans to the table. We research if you're in garnishment. We research to make sure um, if you're in loan forgiveness. And we write out a plan that will lay it out kind of like your budget, right? It okay. lays out the plan on how you can actually pay back that student loan. Mm-hmm. Um, we also identified that about 60% of our population actually has never done a personal finance. So I also, a lot of our meetings center around helping you create a budget and being successful and having a, sh- a shift in mindset with that. So you can have a little bit of extra money to pay back towards your student loans. And then the third thing is that we try to put you on a team where you guys can encourage each other through the journey. Okay. So maybe you want to start a side business and somebody else on the team is running a business. We have one lady, she has her own candle business and it's popping and she's using that money to pay back her student loans. Or maybe you didn't think that you could, you had time to do a, a side job. Hey, there are people in there, single moms, um, right. people who are just, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. 
I'm having a shift in mindset. Being around those who are on the same path to get into that end goal continues to help you stay encouraged. Um, the yeah. most recent thing that we have going on right now with Loan Free Students, we want to expand and try to um, help people get a matching program. Yeah. So we're hosting our first 5K in June. Oh! Ooh, that free virtual 5K. Okay. Uh, where we're trying to help people match some of their payments. Okay. So I'm super excited about that. And, That's uh, awesome. So, the, okay, virtual 5K does mm-hmm. what does that exactly mean because i i'm yeah. I, like I'm, i saw virtual I so right now our membership is um in wisconsin illinois north carolina south carolina and louisiana and florida okay and so our goal there is to engage every state that we you know we deal with okay and so if you are someone who's in florida and you can't make it to illinois for the 5k We'll actually mail your your T-shirt and your water bottle to you. And our goal is to try to engage you um, the day of the race by posting on Facebook and doing oh, prizes and, cool. you know, just having a good time, even though you guys aren't necessarily here. So whether you're in Timbuktu or whether you're in <laughs> Illinois, we want to make sure that we connect with you. Okay, that's cool. Because I was seeing virtual 5K. I was like, how does that work? I've never seen that before. <laughs> yeah, we're actually in the development of trying to come up with an app. So, oh, uh, two different apps. So it's, it's pretty exciting. This pretty is really, exciting. that's really fancy. And actually, so this is just kind of like kind of a side question. How is it running a nonprofit like that? I mean, that's really cool that, you know, you always had a dream of running a nonprofit. And then who knew it would be through something like debt that, that you had, you know, that you were like going through and working through and then like started a nonprofit on debt, but just, but even the nonprofit side, the small business side, like how, how has that been starting that kind of what are the hurdles that have been that, but also the good things that have come out of that? Yeah. So actually most people don't know. I actually started a nonprofit uh, about four years ago now called okay. the Serve Foundation. Oh. And I went in with the wrong mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, everything had to be so fast. And I was, um, I didn't think through some of the the principles and things that we were going to do in order to execute it and be different, right? right. Serve a population that's underserved. Because, I mean, there are over a million different nonprofits across the U.S. Right. I wanted to do something that was different. And really, honestly, there are 44 million people in student loan debt with $1.4 trillion combined. It's crazy. That's crazy. And so many people out there who are trying to take advantage. I mean, I've had members who said, you know, Christina, I paid $900 to get these people to help me. And they all they did was mess up my credit, you know. So we wanted to build that that, uh, gap. And so... I this time around that fiscal sponsor was life changing. Mm-hmm. Like I was able to immediately have my five hundred one c three status under their umbrella, and they took me through an incubator program where I could learn the mission, the values, cool. uh, being able to sit down and say, "What does that model look like?" If I'm going to counsel someone, what should that look like? And so I was able to establish a pilot program that kind of gave me more understanding of the needs of the population. Mm -hmm. So I would say that it wasn't as much of a struggle this time because I had another organization that was able to come alongside of me. I also was able to tap into SCORE, um, which mentoring program. I'm not for sure if they're across the U.S., but in Illinois, there's SCORE mentor where there's someone who's been in business um, because it's really a shift in mindset when you are an employee versus an employer employer yeah and so 
and you're a business owner. Um, and so I'm still in that transition. Uh, but it's been it's been really great. And every day is a new a journey, a new life experience. And just being at, being OK with failing. Like if it didn't work, it's yeah. OK. Yeah. At least you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, I love that being okay. You know, feel, I think with any sort of business or anything people want to do, failure, failure is always like, I mean, obviously it's scary and it stops people from doing things. It stops people from like branching out or like walking in a purpose that, you know, God has called them to. And sometimes, so I think I just love that. It's like, be okay with failure. Like if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know what? If I had not failed at the first nonprofit, I would not have been as successful with this one. Right. Like, literally, I have been working on that one for a year and had not even gotten my 501c3 status. I I worked on this for maybe a month or two with the vision and writing it down. And, like, a month later, like, they literally accepted my application in a week. And a month later, I was in the incubator program. Yeah. So it's just the right timing and just with the getting in front of the right person and just not giving up on the dream. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. That's so good. Um, so I just kind of um, adv- advice, like, so you're, you know, people, there's all kinds of people, hopefully, you know, listening to this. Um, but, you know, I think I would say what what is something that you would just encourage or, like, say to people listening when they're like, okay, I've heard this, like, I'm about to start. Uh, maybe start a budget, like maybe start really digging deep into my loans, like all that kind of thing. Um, there's still just fear there, um, you know, because also there there are some people that, um, you know, they're they're working two jobs. There there's so much, and so there's like I don't I don't know if I even have the means to get out of this debt. Like I don't I don't I can't even see that in the future. What would you say to those kind of people? I would say if they were sitting in front of me, there's hope. Yeah, there's hope, and essentially you want to get a plan and execute the plan, and get some accountability, and that's essentially the essence of what loan free student wants to provide. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, you are not alone. It's forty four million other people who are dealing with the same thing. I mean, if you look at my story and you look at the numbers, and you're like, okay. How do you have? So I only told you guys I had ninety thousand dollars in student loan debt, but I had ten thousand dollars of consumer debt, and I had a hundred and fifty thousand dollars that I owed on my home. Yeah. So and my money and my debt were not good friends. Yeah. So knowing that whatever your circumstances, whatever they are today, if you decide to do something different, they don't have to be that way tomorrow. Two years, five years, ten years. Like you have, there's hope that your decisions will give you different results yeah yeah and that you're and I think even like bigger too like that those past decisions don't have to define how you know because a lot of times a lot of times when it comes to money I feel like you know even though it'd be personally it's just a lot of past things you were young yeah. and reckless yeah. you know <laughs> and didn't just, know what you didn't know yeah exactly you, you had no idea and so you get into these situations now and it's like how do I get out of here, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think just knowing that that doesn't, like you said, like that doesn't have to define you now. And you can start now. Mm-hmm. It's not too late to start. <laughs> nope. Today is a good day to start. Yeah. And even if you mess up tomorrow when you're still trying, you can make another decision. Like, the greatest thing about being here on planet Earth, like right now, is you have the choice to make the decision. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's sweet. So, okay. Yeah. Um, how can people... 
contact you. So, like, if they're, like, listening to this, like, okay, I, I would love for, to, like, talk with her more, like, her to mentor me in this, like, where, where, how can they get to you? <laughs> So I live on Instagram. That's my home. I yeah. live my Instagram family. So if you want to chit chat with me, uh, that's a great place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, my email is admin at loanfreestudent.com. Again, admin at loanfreestudent.com. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Facebook page. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Instagram is pretty much where I live. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> and I mean, we do have a website, uh, loanfreestudent.com. Yeah, awesome. And she does live videos, I mean, live stories and stories, mm-hmm. um, and she'll talk about different things. So it's really helpful. I've listened to some of them. Um, yeah. And so, okay. So at the end of each show, we ask our guests two questions, and these are just like fun questions. Um, so this can be anything. But the first question is if you could go to lunch with anybody, de- like dead or alive, anyone, um, who would it be and why? I would, you know what? I it would be it would be my mom. Okay. So my mom passed away when I was ten years old okay. from breast cancer, and one just because she's my mom, and I would love to yeah. see her beautiful face again. But the fact that in the nineties when I was growing up, not to date myself, but <laughs> in the nineties was growing up, that she was also a single mom, mm-hmm. that she owned her own home that she had prepared so well financially without a college education to set me up properly was not like I don't know very many people because she was younger than me when she was doing all of this and so just to be able to pick her brain to see you know that I make her proud let her know I did things that she asked me to do yeah but then also to say like marvel in her wisdom in her short life yeah. yeah, that would be awesome. Oh, that would be so great. And, I mean, I do a lot of following of you on social media, media and, I mean, I think you're a rock star. So, so I'm sure she will be so proud. <laughs> um, and then the second question, is, or the second kind of thing is, um, here on the podcast, we love encouragement. And so, I mean, we love to ask people what they're passionate about and hear their stories and all that kind of stuff. But we also love to encourage. So, we actually asked all our guests if they could encourage anyone. So, um and you're going to talk to them as if they were listening to this, but say their name and what would you say to them? What encouragement would you give to that person? I would say outside of the hope that you can do it. Yeah. Like let's just set out a plan. Let's set out. And that's what the sleep is. It's basically these are when we're sitting down in our counseling session, these are the goals that you want to attain by the next time we talk. And so are you executing those things and how can I motivate you or help you to stay encouraged through that process? Yeah. So you can do it. It's just now let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Yes. Let's do, do it. it. Oh, thank you so much. This has been so uh-huh. great. Yay. Yay. So and everyone, on. everyone is going to love this and I hope everyone loved this. So, um, you can just say bye to the guests. Bye, everybody. Don't forget to check me out. Come say hey. Want to say hi to them on YouTube, the Instagram. So follow me. I follow back. Yay. (laughs)